Welcome back, everyone, to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker. If this is your first time tuning in, you are welcome. This podcast is designed to inspire and equip you to make positive change in the lives of others and do it while you're making a living. So believe you can make a living while you're making a difference. In this episode, I will share with you how I got started and share with you a coaching segment that I had with one of my clients that's actually preparing to take the licensing exam. So stay tuned and I look forward to connecting with you. So I began the field of social work, just like many of you, because I had a strong desire to help people. I wanted to help people see and understand that positive change was obtainable. And as I began to work in the field of social work, primarily in the area of mental health and addiction, I loved it. I love seeing how individuals were able to actually notice change in their own lives and begin to literally turn their lives around and reconnect with family and friends. And that was just so rewarding. But after doing that for um, 10 years, 10 years and going through or jumping through the bureaucratic hoops, I began to um, feel really, really frustrated, right? And so anytime that you drive up on the parking lot or you're going into the job and you're sitting in a car not wanting to get out, that says something needs to change. That says a shift needs to take place. I remember times where I would just sit in the car and not get out because of the things that I was experiencing, not necessarily with the clients as much as it was with, you know, the agency or the people that I was working for. I remember going in the bathroom to wipe tears from my eyes right before I was getting ready to see a client because at the end of the day, I knew my purpose. I understood that I was actually positioned to bring about positive change in the lives of others. But in that process, I had to make some decisions. I had to really ponder where was my career going? Where was my life going? And was I still effective? And so as I began to go through my own experience and as I walked out or stepped out in faith in order to position myself to um, better, to be in a better position to help others, I expanded my private practice. I continued doing contracts with behavioral health organizations. And in expanding my private practice, I was focused on helping other social workers step out and dominate in the field. Step out and not just step out, but understand that they don't have to settle. They don't have to settle for mistreatment. They don't have to settle for being overweight overworked and underpaid. They don't have to settle. I also ran into individuals who were stuck or trapped with um, failing the exam. And so some individuals made up in their mind that they had chosen the wrong field. They made up in their mind that they would just rather go and work um, 
at a department store or a fast food restaurant. And so with knowing that and knowing my passion to help individuals, I began to shift my focus. So actually the social worker became my client. The social worker became my clientele. So I began to look at ways that I could coach, empower, equip, educate, train other social workers in dominating in the field. And before we can actually dominate in the field, we have to master our own lives, like our own emotions. We have to be able to understand that the information that we share with the clients that we serve, again, we have to begin to apply that in our own lives. Because the last thing you want is for your client to be giving you, you know, congratulations and accolades for helping them. And then you're going back to your office or going back home feeling empty and weak and hopeless and helpless and all of the other things that we have been helping our clients get out of. And so now here I am in a position to help other social workers understand that you do not have to vow poverty in order to help other individuals, that you too can make a living while you're making a difference. And so I'm going to share with you a coaching session that Um, I did with a young lady who is preparing to take her examination. I want you to listen into her story. If you find yourself in this story, please don't hesitate to reach out and see how I can help you in preparing for the examination. Don't allow the license exam. I don't care how many times you fail. I don't care if you feel like you're not a good test taker. Don't allow those blocking beliefs to hinder you from moving forward. Don't allow those blocking beliefs to hinder you from reaching out and starting all over again. It's your girl, LA. I am your six-figure social worker, and I'm here to help you. Okay, you guys, so thank you for tuning in. So this episode, I decided to share with you and to introduce to you one of my coaching um, clients as she prepare to take the examination. So, Tori, thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you and allow you know, my listeners to understand that they're not alone. Those who are getting prepared to take the examination, those who are in the field of social work, feeling lost, wondering if they made the right decision, you know, all of that. So welcome to the episode. Hi, everyone. All right. So you are a licensed social worker. No, you are a social worker with a bachelor's or master's degree. Which one? Master's. Okay. Master's degree. So you master's and bachelor's. Okay. So you have your bachelor's in social work, your master's in social work, and now you're preparing to take the examination. Yes. How long have you been in the field? Um, since 2017. Okay, so you've been in the field since 2017. Why did you decide now that you wanted to get your license? Well, I took the test almost a year after I graduated, and I didn't pass, but I also didn't really apply myself. And then I took the test a second time, but I was not prepared to take that test, and I was trying to reschedule, but literally there was like crises. The building was closed because there was a pipe leak. Then the backup building, no one was in the office because everyone was out sick. So I ended up having to take the test. Um, I missed it by nine, both times, but I don't know. I just didn't feel confident. And then 
Now I've decided to reach out to you. Okay. Just get some help. Okay. So what um area of focus have you been in in these last three years? Um, child and family. Okay, child and family. So even as we're going over some of the sample questions and getting prepared for you to take the test in like what a few weeks, mm-hmm. um, how are you feeling right now? Um, nervous. Nervous. Yeah. Like I want to move the test back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you feeling like you want to move the test back? Okay, and that's normal. Yeah. That's normal. What do you think is the greatest fear? Um, I think it's myself. Really. Okay. Okay. Because I'm putting in the work, I'm studying, I'm meeting with you. So I think it's just, like, doubt. Okay. It's the fact that the first time, I know I didn't really apply myself. The second time, I wasn't prepared at all. So it's like, this is the third time. Like, I want to pass. I don't want to fail. Okay. Okay. And that's one of the things that we work through at um, with You Change in this te- test preparation course is helping individuals with that confidence because anxiety and focus can't dwell in the same place. Mm-hmm. And so once we're taking the test, we have to be laser focused, right? Yeah. And making sure we minimize anxiety or alleviate anxiety as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so this process, um, as you're leading up to taking the exam, is I believe you're going to be prepared. <laughs> I believe you're going to be prepared. And so when you think, why did you go into the field of social work? Um, I always wanted to help people. My mom's a social worker. So, and my dad has always worked with helping people as well. So I grew up watching that. And then I always worked with children. And I always wanted to kind of help children, like seeing like where they struggle, where families struggle. And then... I think it took up until me working at the Boys and Girls Club. I had a really good boss. And he just really sat me down and told me, like, you can't change children working with children like you change children working with the parents. Oh, and wow. so that's the only way to reach, because that's who's teaching the children, and they're learning from their parents. And so from there, like, I know I wanted to work with kids. I know I wanted to work with families. And then that's when I start looking into children's services. Okay, okay. That's an interesting concept, right? Mm-hmm. That you can't change, you change children by working with the parents. Mm-hmm. And right now, I see a lot of people who are trying to create programs for kids because they feel like um, the, it's too late for, you know, the adults. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting concept because often we'll be working with children and they have to go back to their same environment. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I like it. So what, what do you... Um, Wish is there anything you wish you would have known about social work prior to going into it? Um, I wish I would have applied myself like and took the test right after I graduated, but I also wish that it would have been taught to me better. Okay, um, it was more so not really going into the details of learning it, just like you're doing it, so you know what you're doing, right? But even though I know what I'm doing, or it looks like I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I don't, couldn't tell you the terms of right. what I'm doing. So if I'm asked about it, it's like, well, let me look that up. Right. Or if you're asking me about something I don't know, I'm going to look it up so that I can tell you the next time. Okay. But that's not necessarily me knowing it. Okay. We're able to pass it on a LSW test. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of social workers are, you know, struggling with that because we, social work really is a heart thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the heart for people and we stand up for social justice. We stand up, you know, and kind of be the voice to the voiceless. Mm-hmm. And so then when we're faced with 
questions. It's like, wait, hold on, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of social workers are struggling with the test. But we know that we can learn. We know that we can grab hold to the concepts and apply ourselves. Mm -hmm. But it's just the confidence that we have to begin to build, you know, in order to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And especially when we take it the first time, because I took it the first time and failed. (laughs) I took it the second time and failed. I'm like, what in the world? And I know. So I had to fight against, like, am I a bad social worker, right? (laughs) Like, it's so understanding. Like, wait, hold on. It's not me. It's just I had to learn how they were actually asking the questions. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, oh, they're trying to trick us. But they're, they're not. They're trying to make sure that we equip, right, to go mm-hmm. out and actually um, juggle lives because that's essentially right. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So when you think about um, or when you hear six-figure social worker, what, what comes to mind? What do you think? You. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you say that? Cause, so I don't know how many of y'all know, but this is my teacher in my master's program as well. <laughs> and I just remember you always having that talk with us like... What you want exists. And I, I don't know if you know how to put that on my graduation cap too. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you can make a change, but you can also make the money you deserve making a change. So that's what I always thought about. Okay, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because I think some kind of way, um, again, when we're talking about mindset, right, Mm -hmm. we think that, um, okay, oh, it's not about money. And we say that, and it's not about money, right? right? But at the end of the day, if I'm trying to help you get out of poverty, why should I stay stuck in it? Mm-hmm. You know, and then oftentimes we find ourselves working for others where we're overworked, mm-hmm. underpaid. You know, we find ourselves being burned out, you know, and although we love what we're doing, when we go back and look and say, OK, wait, hold on. And so literally my goal, my mission is to help social workers understand, listen, no, you deserve compensation for the work that you're doing. We're doing hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, and we deserve compensation for it. And the other thing, too, is helping social workers understand that it's outside of the walls. You know, so even as you get your license and as you understand, wait, I can do all kind of things. I can consult. You know, I can do different things based on the experience that I have. Because really, after this exam, people are not going to care about whether you know Gazelle theory or... <laughs> right. right? <laughs> we just got to get over this hurdle, right? Uh-huh. And people are not going to care whether, you know what I'm saying, you understand, you know, the empty chair. You're just going to be doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. So we just got to get over this hurdle. Yeah. But other than that, as long as you understand that the sky really is the limit, mm-hmm. you know, and that you are, like, fit for the job, Right. And so you're going to join me. Right. And just spreading the word that we can and we deserve to be compensated for what we do. So if there's someone listening to this podcast now and they're stuck and they're saying, I can't believe I went into social work because they're really (laughs) stuck because of the test. What would you say to them? I say. Don't don't stay in your box, like step outside your comfort zone, like growth comes with being uncomfortable like you have to be uncomfortable to grow so literally tune out all the distractions really grind really focus really apply yourself and then put in the work like it's gonna show like even though I say it like I'm nervous to take the test I feel more way more prepared than I did the first two times Granted, the second time, I was not prepared at all. And mm-hmm. I'm, know me, I'm very honest. I was not ready <laughs> at all. Right. But, like, I've really, I've learned different ways that I learned to study. And that's kind of crazy, knowing that, like, I have my master's degree. But 
I've just learned a lot about myself just throughout this time studying how to study, how to apply myself, how to break apart questions, how to understand what is asking me. And then even what we talked about today is figuring out the answer, which the first time I took it was like, okay, so I know for sure it's not these two, but I'm gonna do any mini mighty mo between the last two. <laughs> okay. Today we just did the practice test and I'm like, okay, for sure it's this. And then I'm looking down and then there's an the answer that I'm looking for. And then being able to explain why that's the answer. So I feel like really get out of your head. Just like she said, the sky's the limit. And really even past that, because it's been people on the moon, so don't stop yourself. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, dear, for sharing this moment. Thank you for allowing me to like grab you, right? <laughs> 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 you didn't know she was unprepared, you know, and that's what I like. I like that, right? Because sometimes opportunities, you just got to be prepared, mm-hmm. right, for opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know, and so the fact that you was like, okay, you didn't shy away, <laughs> right? You just say, okay, well, what are we gonna talk about? And I'm like, I'm just gonna hit record, and you just jump right in. So I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I like the authentic intensity you know and that's who I am it's mm-hmm. like okay uh-uh, I'm who I am on this recording is the same person I am in real life you yeah, know that's and, why it's great that's mm-hmm. really why I want to work with you because yeah. I was like I liked her as a teacher she was still by everything that she said and I was like you know what if I'm gonna study with somebody like I want somebody like that because yeah. I know that you're gonna be honest with me like if I don't know I know you're gonna say yeah we know about to take this test <laughs> right. like you're not gonna be like go ahead take it just give me your money before you take it right like I know you're gonna be like no I don't think you should I think you should push it back right right yeah so, so I'm excited and right now the test is scheduled for the 29th and so far I think we're on track we're on track. Let me say yes. So thank you guys for tuning in. And I thank Tori for just allowing herself to be free and transparent with you guys. So if you are preparing to study the test, we're just saying to you, get out of your head, get into the book, study and get prepared. And then book with sis. <laughs> you said book. <laughs> right. And I do offer coaching as we prepare for as you prepare for the exam. So reach out to me and I will definitely connect to assist you on this journey. We are in this together. Thank you for listening to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker.